Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast. They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game, and they never got the girls in high school, and they just want to get in the game. <laughs> With your host, Jonathan Von Tobel. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No. I'm geek. Only on the VSIN Podcast Network. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Hardwood Handicappers. It's Thursday, July 7th, and a big day. NBA Summer League out here in Las Vegas begins later tonight. Um, an interesting day, at least in terms of action. I think there's like some influencer game uh, that is coming up later this evening. We get one game on the slate later tonight, at, at least in Vegas. Uh, that'll be 7 p.m. We get the Houston Rockets taking on the Orlando Magic. We'll talk a little bit about that game, uh, what we're looking forward to and expecting. Summer League overall, a preview of that too, but wanted to dive in with a little bit of the latest news uh, surrounding one Kevin Durant and where ultimately he might go. I think we're probably going to hit on this in every single episode until, of course, uh, he is shipped off. And then when he's shipped off, guess what? We'll hit on that too because it's obviously really important. Uh, so aggregate report, and this is uh, pretty much courtesy of Brian Windhorst of ESPN. Um, but Brooklyn Nets, of course, as we know, about a week ago received that tra- trade request from one Kevin Durant. Nothing's really happened since. We know that he wants to go to Phoenix. We know that he wants to go to Miami. We know that teams like Toronto, uh, reportedly Golden State, uh, among many, many others, uh, but those are the notable ones, are interested in landing. Kevin Durant have the assets to do so. But this is a quote from Winhorst on ESPN, quote, when the Nets put him, being Kevin Durant, on the market, I think there was going to be a tremendous bidding war. And while there's a lot of interest from what I can tell, that bidding war isn't really hot right now. Teams have made their offers and don't really feel the need to increase them. Maybe, Windhorse continues, we'll see a little bit of action coming out of Summer League. All the executives are gathering in Las Vegas over the next few days, and there could be a restart of action there. So it doesn't really seem in any way, shape, or form that there is a shift 
uh, in terms of where the wins are going on one Kevin Durant's status quo, and there probably should be. As I've noted a while, you know, this is one of the longer off seasons the NBA has had in a really long time. Uh, there's no rush to get this done on July 7th, 8th, 9th, or 10th. And when you get these gatherings of league minds, we see trades happen all the time and like uh, league executive meetings for a lot of these other sports. So it's probably going to happen maybe a little bit, at least in terms of conversations being had over a few drinks or games, if you will, out here in Las Vegas. So we'll see if anything comes out of the next 10 days as the league kind of descends upon our city out here in southern Nevada. Also reported by Windhorse, this is just worth pointing out, um, uh, the Jazz, you know, trading Rudy Gobert, obviously, uh, he says that you get the incredible haul of draft picks in which the Nets respond by saying, quote, the price just got higher for Kevin Durant. The rest of the league's kind of saying, yeah, we don't think so. We don't want to pay that price. We don't like that. We didn't like that trade. And also, Windhorse notes that uh, Donovan Mitchell, at least as of right now, the Jazz are telling people that they do not to tr- intend to trade him. And a lot of people on Mitchell's side reporting and saying that uh, he is going to stand pat, not going to force any action right now. So we'll see. Like, a lot of these things change. And Donovan Mitchell is clearly, I think, setting the table for him to force his way out of Utah, whether it's this summer or next. Um, And those first seeds were planted when he acted surprised that Quinn Snyder got – that Quinn Snyder decided not to stay. I think I've said this before on this podcast, but everybody and their mother knew that Quinn Snyder was out this year. Uh, I I knew that, and I'm not connected in any way whatsoever. It was just taking in NBA media almost every single day. You knew it was going to happen. And uh, Donovan Mitchell acting like it wasn't going to happen is uh, the first of many, many steps going forward into eventually forcing his way out of the Utah Jazz. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. So that's your, I guess it's not daily, but that's your update for Kevin Durant and where he's going to end up. And with that, I'm sure the second I post this podcast, he will get chipped off and everything will change. With that, let's talk a little summer league. Uh, really excited. Uh, the, uh, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot of conversation around. So the, the Westgate Superbook, posted up the uh, the NBA Summer League champion odds. And immediately the response on social media is like, ah, you better call the 1-800 number if you're gambling on this. Or, wow, this is a true degenerate. Right? And, hey, look, if you go through, you evaluate the rosters, you're, I, I would hope, uh, you're not wagering uh, and on anything, actually, back-breaking amounts of money on something like the Summer League. And actually, you can't. You know, limits on these games are about $500, depending on where you shop. Um, but... The uh, Summer League is fun. I like to play a couple of futures, and it, it takes on the effect of a preseason-type atmosphere, right? Uh, I'll give you an example. So today, we are seeing that the uh, first game that we're going to see, and this is going down, I believe, in Salt Lake, Oklahoma City and Philadelphia will play later today, right? And uh, there is an inclination, a thought, that because of Chet Holmgren's high minute count the other day, probably not going to play. This game open pick. Philadelphia 76ers are now a one-point favorite. So things like that, you know, this is preseason. This is just getting information on key players and whether or not they're going to play. And then you pick and choose your spots and you go ahead and you bet them. It's also betting maybe some undervalued teams. You know, for example, one team I have circled to play on and uh, is the Houston Rockets. I think they're a pretty good team. I, I think when you look at their core, and I'll talk about them big picture as well, but when you look at the core of their roster, when we're talking about Ty Ty Washington, Jabari Smith as part of the young rookie core that they're going to be used, uh, Dacian Nix, and Osman Garuba, guys who played in the NBA last year for the Houston Rockets, both 24 games apiece that could get some really good run in this uh, summer league run, uh, excuse me, in this summer league, which is going to be, um, I think, very good for them. Uh, Terry Eason, a small forward out of LSU, I think is a really good player, 6'8 wing, ability to rebound and whatnot. Um, there's just, there's good perimeter players on this team. 
and I think that's going to carry the Houston Rockets a long way. I think they're a relatively highly rated team for a summer league squad. So again, you're not breaking the bank to go ahead and play some of these games, but when you're talking about maybe a team that you perceive to have an edge or be a little bit better, you bet them early. And uh, when you're talking about game to game, day to day, you want to get ahead of some information, especially on key players. And key players will emerge too, right? You'll see as you watch the summer league, which of these guys are really good, which ones handle these sort of environments really well. And they become key players and whether or not they're going to play information will be absolutely vital. Um, so yeah, you can bet the summer league. You don't want to bet every single game, just fire away blindly. But if you can find certain instances, you know, today, for example, Pistons and Trailblazers, not today, excuse me, tomorrow morning. So we're going to see the plays of the Blazers play tomorrow. I think this is tomorrow. The schedule's all over the place. I'm going to double check this one more time. Um, because let's see here, 12 a.m. Eastern. No, so this is tonight. Man, see, this always throws me off. This always throws me off. So the Pistons and Blazers will play at, yeah, I, always, I hate, see, this is why Eastern time is the worst, okay? Uh, the schedule has this as a Friday game, which I guess technically it is, uh, because it's at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. tonight. So later tonight, the Pistons are going to play the Portland Trail Blazers out here in Las Vegas. And that's an interesting matchup because the Pistons on their roster – have Cade Cunningham, Killian Hayes, Isaiah, um, uh, excuse me, Isaiah Livers. Well, yes, he's on the team. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, though, is the other Isaiah I was going for, and Sadiq Bey. And this is the first game. If those, if that core is going to play in a game, right, when we're talking about Cunningham, Bay, uh, Killian Hayes, and Stewart, it, it, mainly more those first three, if they're going to play, the game would be tonight, right? The, the, the debut game of the Pistons in the Summer League. It's a primetime spot. It's ESPN. It's nighttime. It's you know 9 p.m. on the West Coast. So probably that game that they would appear in, but they're not going to appear, I would assume, in many other games after that. So you jump on a number that's sitting at 3.5 right now. I was texting with Jeff Sherman of the Westgate Superbook. Um, this number should probably be a lot higher if we know that Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bey, and others are going to play, especially if we know they're going to play a majority of this game because now you're talking about legit uh, – potentially all-star caliber NBA players playing in a summer league game against a developmental roster like the Portland Trailblazers, uh, which, you know, might have some pretty good pieces and some intriguing pieces in that. Uh, when you talk about Shaden Sharp, Trendon Watford are two of the names that stick out. Sharp being, of course, that really intriguing piece that they drafted in the first round. Jabari Walker, rookie out of Colorado that I think's got some really unique upside too. Trendon Watford, who played really good minutes for them last year, of course, because, you know, they needed him. Uh, this is an intriguing roster, nonetheless, but if this roster is going up against Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes for an entire game, and this number should probably be north of five, five and a half, as opposed to just three, three and a half, where the numbers are out there right now. So information's key. But, you know, I've noted this before. I think I talked about this on, um, on the edge uh, yesterday. But this is from James Edwards of The Athletic, quote, Dwayne Casey, head coach of the Rockets, said that all three guys, and we're talking about Kate Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart, and Sadiq Bay, are on the summer league roster because it's important that they get work in a team setting, and putting them on the roster, quote, legally, unquote, allows them to work out with the team in Las Vegas. Casey also added that practice time is more important for these players than the game, so it sounds like they, being, again, Cunningham, Bay, and Stewart, it sounds like they won't play in many actual games, if any, I, this is from Edwards, his own thoughts, I'd be surprised if Cunningham played in more than one, the same goes for Bay. So more than one means one. So maybe we see them later tonight in that, that, um, that nighttime matchup. 
And who knows? Maybe when you see them, doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean they're playing the whole game. They can play the first half, get some work in, get a sweat up, and then get out. So that'll be interesting because if we do see Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, Stewart on the floor, uh, that number is going to start to move. That number is really going to start to move in this matchup tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. But these, these are why these games are cool, man, because even if you don't get to see them, obviously from a basketball standpoint, we're going to see Jaden Ivey take on Shaden Sharp and the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, this roster for Detroit has some depth outside of the guys that we're talking about too, so it's not like it's the worst team in the world. Jaden Ivey, of course, as we mentioned, rookie out of Purdue, their top pick, who's very explosive, very intriguing. I think when you evaluate a lot of teams in the summer league, the way that I go for is I want really good backcourt play. I want guards. Uh, who can score, who have explosiveness, uh, explosiveness, if I can get through it, um, athleticism, because guards obviously control the flow of the game. They have the ball in their hands the most. And if you get good guards who can take over games in their own right in developmental settings like this against some teams that aren't going to have that great a talent, that is going to carry teams relatively far. Uh, so, yeah, so you have, if we're talking about outside of the core NBA guys for the Pistons, uh, you do have Jaden Ivey. You do have Cameron Mcgusty coming out of Miami, which is a pretty uh, interesting piece, scoring piece as well. You have the Bayheim brothers here to add some shooting buddy and Jimmy Bayheim coming out of Syracuse, of course, as rookies. So there are some really interesting pieces uh, on the Detroit Pistons summer league roster that you like outside of um, the guys that we're talking about with the big names. Braxton Key also coming here after a year out of Virginia. So the Pistons are a pretty good team. The, the Pistons are a team that deserve to be near the top of the big picture of the summer league ratings, but they will be taking on the Portland Trailblazers later tonight. And the Rockets, too. The Rockets are another team uh, that I have circled. You know, I, I bet them at 11-1. to 1. You got a bad number. You can get 14-1 to 1 out there to win the entire summer league. Uh, this roster, I, I kind of touched on this earlier, but Ty Ty Washington, Jabari Smith, Nixon Garuba, uh, they're going to be, I think, a really good court to follow. And it's going to be a court that I think is going to give you some really good minutes. Like th- this uh, Rockets team has, well, let me see, one, two, three, four guys who have time out of college, right? We have Josh Christopher, Nick Garuba, as I mentioned. Um, then outside of that, Anthony Lamb is on this team. But then the rest are rookies. So like the roster is what you get here uh, with the rest of this roster. And I think the top end of it is really, really heavy. So when you're talking about guys like Smith and Washington, it's going to be a team that uh, – it really does some damage, along with Eason. That's got some really good, intriguing young pieces. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Orlando today, and that's the first game we see after the social media influencers. And Orlando, we know about Paolo Mancaro. That's going to be the attractive piece of all of this. Uh, Caleb Houston's on this roster as well, forward out of Michigan. You're really intrigued by that. Six-foot-eight forward who's got a lot of athleticism to him. A couple of Michigan guys on here, some that have been uh, out of the league for – excuse me, out of the uh, – out of college for a little bit this is also an odd roster for Orlando because you look at it there's quite a few guys on this roster that have had quite a few years outside of school outside of you know the college or whatever level they have been pros for a while uh, there are only on this point right now and double check my notes there's only six no five only five rookies on the roster for the Orlando Magic now, I think some people would think that's a good thing. Personally, I don't think it's a great thing when you're talking about success in the NBA Summer League, only because, it's, to put it very simply, there are a reason why if you are a multi-year pro, you're on a Summer League roster, right? Because you're trying to find a spot on a roster and your play has not been that good. You know, I like teams that have a bunch of rookies on them because those are some... One, they are, they are rookies, so they're a little bit younger, super athletic. It's not even about the athleticism, 
uh, but these are largely untested products. Unlike some of these guys who have been struggling to get onto an NBA roster, you know, you know, the talent level is already going to be down on some of these. I'd rather take a team full of rookies, especially a team like the Houston Rockets, got some really good rookies with some upside and some one-year players who have shown a little bit of upside, as opposed to an Orlando Magic team that's got multiple guys who have two years as a pro. I think they've got, let me see, one, two, three, four. They got five, six, seven guys who have two years or more. Uh, as a professional at this point right now. And it's not a roster that I really am a big fan of at this point. So Orlando, look, they're catching one and a half against Houston. We'll see if the market starts to move. DraftKings has moved up to two. But I do think the Rockets tonight are in a pretty good spot. Cover that number against the Orlando Magic. Houston is uh, one of the higher, at least for me, one of the higher rated teams coming in uh, to the NBA Summer League. So let's talk about Summer League from a big picture standpoint too. And it ties into what I'm talking about with the Rockets, who are the shortest shot that I took to win this thing again at 11-1 over at Circa. And you can find better numbers at about 14-1 to or so. Um, And I'm going to use the Westgate Superbooks numbers here as far as futures are concerned, because for those betters out there who have access to Superbook wherever you're at, um, you're getting a little bit more on some of these uh, in terms of the numbers for some of the teams that are out there. So Thunder, the favorite coming into the NBA Summer League at 8-1, to followed by the Pistons at 9-1, to Pelicans at 10-1, to and then you get start to get a bunch of teams similar numbers. Rockets and Pacers, 14-1, to Grizzlies, Nets, Lakers, and 76ers at 16-1, to then a bunch of teams at 20-1 to that include the Warriors, Magic, Spurs, Trailblazers, Heat, Knicks, Kings, Raptors, Hornets all at 25-1, to and then you get to the longer shots, Clippers, Wizards, 30 Cleveland Cavaliers, Atlanta Hawks, Utah Jazz, Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets 40, and the rest of the teams, Bulls, Celtics, Timberwolves, Bucks, Suns. Timberwolves, actually, I was looking yesterday. They haven't even announced their summer league roster yet. I'm sure they have at this point, but we'll see if that's going to be the case. All those teams at 50-1. to In evaluating the teams at the top, look, Oklahoma City, I think they deserve to be a favorite uh, to win this thing. Um, when you talk about not only Chet Holmgren and the way that he has played, but just this roster overall, uh, littered with one-year players who expect to, and there's one two-year guy we'll get to in a second, uh, but that expect to perform pretty well on the NBA level, but we'll see how big their roles are as the summer league goes on, right? Josh, excuse me, Josh Giddy's on this roster. We have um, Alexa Pukashevsky on this roster, Trey Mann on this roster, so the uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl on the Summer League roster for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're really good players. Played a lot of minutes for the Thunder last year. Hell, Giddy was a potential Rookie of the Year candidate a uh, season ago, too, even though not many people talked about him or if you didn't watch him. Giddy's a fantastic six foot eight point guard uh, who can do a lot of damage uh, in a setting like this in terms of the Summer League because he looked really good on the level of the NBA. On top of their young rookies, Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams is a player I'm really excited to watch. Six foot six, like wing guard out of Santa Clara. Brought him up before on this podcast. Um, I think they hit it out of the park with getting him. Osmani Yang, of course, coming out of New Zealand, their rookie piece too. So this is a really loaded roster for Oklahoma City. And I think as it goes along, you'll see the young guns take over a little bit more as it moves, right? Instead of starting Josh Giddy and Pukashevsky and all these other guys that have played some minutes, I think you'll start to see a little bit more. Some of these youngsters, you know, Abdul Gaddy take over a little bit more. See some of those guys that we don't really know about too much as the Oklahoma City Thunder's summer league schedule moves along here. So I'd be interested to see, and this is always what, when you look at rosters that have these names that you recognize, always take it with a grain of salt because if those are impactful players for a certain team, chances are 
They're just using them to get them on the roster, get them some practice time, get maybe one or two games under their belt, and then get them out and then turn it over to the unknown commodities that are the pieces deeper along the roster. But the Thunder on surf on the surface and on paper completely deserve to be the favorite at eight to one. Personally, didn't play them just because of that. I just don't know. Now you can expect Chet Holmgren to play a good amount of the summer league. Maybe not all of it. Uh, the Thunder are a really smart team, and we have seen before in years past. I think John Morant, his summer league tenure was cut short, if I remember correctly. Uh, Zion Williamson, his summer league tenure was cut short. So uh, these high-profile rookies too, uh, you might see the, um, especially if there's an injury scare, you'll see the uh, you'll see the hook really quickly on a lot of these guys. So that's why I tend to go not deep, but go with more mid-range shots. Teams that have some depth. We've gone over the Detroit Pistons roster to point out some of the other pieces that I think you really like here. Isaiah Livers, I mentioned him at least in terms of name. Livers is a guy that you would expect gets a little bit more run here uh, for a Pistons team that's getting a little bit deeper. Maybe you want to give him a little bit more time. Uh, But I think he would be like the centerpiece outside of the names that we're talking about here to watch because Livers is, I think, a really good player. And he's shown some really good flashes at times in the association. Six foot seven wing players we know coming out of Michigan. He's got some real good potential. And I think that that's a kid who, if we're talking about as the summer league moves along and why this roster is up there so far uh, in terms of the future odds outside of Ivy and some other players like McGusty and the Bayheims, I think Livers is a dude who's got some NBA experience that could play some really good minutes for the Detroit Pistons and push them along. Now, the other team, and this is very much worth pointing out, that I think I might, I've got three teams, I've got three futures right now. I might add the Pelicans as a fourth because the Pelicans have a really, really intriguing roster. It, not outside of Jose Alvarado, Najee Marshall, Trey Murphy. Uh, these are all guys who contributed for them at the postseason at one point and into the regular season. Again, probably out there to get some run. Maybe Alvarado plays a good amount. I mean, that would be really interesting if that's the case. Uh, a really good defensive body and perimeter player out there in a summer league setting like Alvarado would be really interesting to see. Uh, but Najee Marshall, as we know, Really young and athletic piece too. If you're talking about six foot seven, face the floor a little bit, like Najee Marshall's been uh, a really good and intriguing piece, and he was part of, if you remember, uh, those small ball lineups that were given uh, the uh, Phoenix Suns a little bit of trouble in that first round series that they eventually uh, lost out to uh, the Phoenix Suns, I should say, uh, the Pelicans. They lost out to the Pelicans, but Najee Marshall's a, a pretty intriguing piece uh, there. And uh, I don't know why I said space the floor. I think I was just speaking a little too quickly there. Uh, Najee Marshall on the season, not exactly a floor spacer. as a 20% three-point shooter. He'll take him. He averaged about two per game. Uh, so that, that helps you out a little bit. But in a summer league setting, maybe the green light's a little bit greener for a guy like Marshall who is uh, working on a shot like that. Uh, but outside of the known pieces, Dyson Daniels, a player to watch, played in that G League setting last year, averaged 11, 6, and 4. So you wonder how playing in a developmental league like that uh, this is like a developmental league over the span of 10 days, how much that helps him, a dude who has played multiple positions in the G League and is a really, really intriguing piece at six foot eight and a buck 99 in terms of his weight. You know, you're going to see a lot of run out of him, EJ Liddell out of Ohio State. I think, again, when you talk about perimeter players, you want a little bit of an emphasis on that. Uh, but EJ Liddell, I think, is going to be really interesting to watch because Liddell, uh, I think, has a lot of upside. And I think that's why they were um, interested in him and also the roster overall 11 of this pl- of these players listed on this roster for the pelicans six foot seven or taller and a lot of them are like dyson daniels or liddell like skilled athletic so i, I think you kind of see a theme here with this roster overall there's not a lot of big plotting guys like there are uh carlo metkovich one of their rookies on this roster he's 6 11 231 tyreek jones the center out of xavier ohio uh, he's a rookie he's six foot nine 239 so there's some beefy dudes on here zach hankins 
uh, out of Xavier, two-year player as a pro. He's seven foot two forty-five. Uh, there are some beefy dudes on this roster, but for the most part, you're talking about you know Darian Seaborn out of NC State, six foot seven, a buck eighty. Uh, we talked about Marshall Daniels, um, you know even John Butler, rookie out of Florida State, seven one one seventy-four. I think is what I have him listed at. So there are some really intriguing athleticism and length on this Pelicans roster, and I think that's going to be pretty good in a summer league setting like this. The other team, and this is the last one. No, no, I got one more because I haven't mentioned, at least in terms of the play. So didn't play the Pelicans, but I think it's a really good roster and a fun roster to watch at this point right now. Now, the roster I really do like, I bet the Pacers, I think I got them at like 16 to 1, 15 to 1. Get him in that range. Uh, Sarka had him at about 15 to 1. I think that's what I got him at. Um, Westgate Superbook's got him at 14 to 1. But I like the Pacers. And again, kind of going with the theme of mine that you want backcourt depth. And I think this team really does have it. Now, Duarte, Chris Duarte, and Dwayne Washington Jr. are on this roster. Uh, Both guys played really big minutes for the Pacers last year. So you do wonder if they're going to, again, get lengthy run throughout the NBA Summer League. But even if they don't, uh, there's some really there's some really good bodies on this roster that I'm, I'm very very excited to watch. Bennett Matherin, who is coming out of this like my early favorite for rookie of the year. Uh, I like that. I just like him as a player. So and when I say early favorite, like a guy that I might use in the NBA guide as my rookie of the year pick and potentially bet to do so. Matherin, by the way, also thirty to one to win some really good. People talk about that. Uh, Andrew Nembhard, Eli Brooks, the other rookie guards on here. So you get Nembhard, Eli Brooks. Like those are some really good guards. And outside of Duarte in Washington, Isaiah Jackson, who played 36 game and averaged 15 minutes per game for the Pacers, is on this roster too. And there are some other names on here. You know, Benny Boatwright, known entity, spending the last two seasons in the G League has been kind of uh, a little disappointing. Uh, but there's there's a lot to like, I think, about the uh, the pieces on this roster for the Indiana Pacers. And look, there are some unknowns in how they'll uh, how they'll perform. Kendall Brown coming out of Baylor as a rookie is going to be interesting as a slow wing type, six foot eight, two hundred five. Again, when you talk about just athleticism, six eight and two hundred five, you got a little bit of quickness there too. So he's going to be a little bit of fun to watch. But the front court, to me, at least for my my own evaluation, is a little bit of the unknown. But again, if I'm slanting more towards teams that have deeper backcourts, Pacers check all the boxes, and I'm going to be very very excited to watch what this team has to offer, especially when it gets turned over to some of the young dudes like Mather and Nembhard and Eli Brooks, because I think that's a really good core to have at this point. Also, one of the popular teams, I think, I'm going to double-check here. So Westgate Superbook had the Memphis Grizzlies at 16-1. to 1. I believe that the Westgate, excuse me, the, uh, the um, DraftKings has the Memphis Grizzlies, yeah, at 11-1. to 1. So Memphis, they have a really interesting roster too. Now, again... You always have to balance this out when you talk about the pieces that you know, which is Xavier Tillman, Zaire Williams on this roster. But, I mean, when you look at this overall, there's some really interesting pieces. Kenneth Lofton Jr. has uh, taken the uh, NBA Twitter by storm coming out of Louisiana Tech. Beefy dude. If you haven't seen him, definitely watch the highlights. Uh, six foot eight, 275. Uh, he bodied up Chet Holmgren the other day. Uh, he's got some distance to him. Like uh, Kenneth Lofton is one of those guys. Uh, that I think is just going to – he has the potential to be a summer league star. I don't know how good he's going to be as an NBA player, uh, but he's definitely got the potential to take over um, Twitter, social media, and the NBA for about uh, seven or eight days when it comes to his play here in Las Vegas. David Roddy out of Colorado State is on this roster too, for those who haven't seen Roddy. Um, checking in pretty small. You know, it's funny when you see some of these front court oriented guys in college basketball. I've seen Roddy up close a couple of times when he's played UNLV and other games. 
and you know front court oriented players in college it's a little different measures in at six foot five he's 255 Barati can space the floor too he's got some pretty good athleticism thick body to him he can rebound pretty well for a dude who's only six foot five so I, this is for Memphis Grizzlies I don't know about 11 to one I think I've seen some spots at like nine to one but this is a team too when you're talking about the unknown names when you get past some of these uh, I think there's some really interesting pieces that could bring the Grizzlies back uh, pretty far. And I, I believe Memphis Grizzlies, uh, a former summer league champion from a few years ago. That's when Brandon Clark and all those guys uh, were on this roster as well. But this is a really good team. Uh, and I, I'm really excited to watch some of these guys play basketball too. And, and the last note uh, on some of these top teams, right? Because one of the teams that is, you can find a wide variety of prices. DraftKings has the Brooklyn Nets as the favorite at 7-1. to one. Uh, Westgate Superbook has them at 16-1. to one. I do think that the 16 to one is a little bit more fair here. A lot of people are expecting, I think a lot of Cam Thomas, Cam Thomas was really, really good for the Brooklyn Nets last year. Um, When you remember that stretch where they had absolutely nobody in terms of bodies, because they were just so into bodies, 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 uh, they had nobody available for them. And Cam Thomas had a really good year last year, eight and a half points, 2.4 rebounds. Um, and when you look at some of the performances they put up at individual game standpoint, he had some pretty outstanding performances. If you go back, you know, February had a 20-point showing against the Washington Wizards in 28 minutes, dropped 27 on the, uh, what was it, the Washington Wizards again. That was about, uh, what, seven days prior to that. Had a 30-point performance on the road against the Utah Jazz in 31 minutes. So I, when you look at that, like Cam Thomas has shown some real ability here for the Brooklyn Nets. But what makes this interesting if Cam Thomas was on a Nets team that we knew was bringing back Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and had you know the, a little bit more depth to it, we know about Ben Simmons, that maybe, just maybe, um, you get a little bit more run out of Cam Thomas because they want him to develop and grow and whatnot. But Cam Thomas also might be a really big part of what the Brooklyn Nets are going to be next year, just given the fact that they're probably going to ship off a lot of stuff. So maybe if you're talking about rating this team high because you're getting him and Kessler Edwards, who averaged 6-3, and three, for them last year over 48 games and then maybe the, the the leash gets a little bit shorter for these guys in terms of the run that they'll get but there's no denying that when you talk about Kessler Edwards and Cam Thomas being the core of this team and it's a shorter roster than the others I think there's a reason why they're up there again should they be favored to do it I'm not sure about that a 16 to 1 I think is a much fairer price for this type of roster and again going to the other names on this list Donovan Williams a guy again that I've got to see up close out of UNLV Really good springy wing, six foot six, one ninety, can space the floor. Like I said, super springy and athletic, can can rebound really well despite his slight stature. And this is also we talk about like smallish teams. The Nets are a pretty small team. They don't have a single seven footer on this roster. You look around overall, you're talking about Raquan Gray coming out of Florida State, who's six eight, two sixty eight. That's their biggest dude on this roster at this point right now. Uh, Brisson Gresham. Out of Texas Southern, he's six foot nine, two forty. He's one of their rookie pieces here, uh, but this is a somewhat smallish roster. Dayron Sharp, sorry, I should, I should point out Dayron Sharp, who's six nine, two sixty four, uh, so a little bit taller than Raekwon Gray by an inch, uh, but four pounds lighter. So that's probably going to be their front court, Gray and Sharp, in terms of playing some of the minutes of the five. But this is a, a somewhat small roster, so we'll see how that plays out in the summer league. I don't think it bothers, it matters that much. But again, I can understand if someone looks at 16 to one with the core of Edwards and Thomas and think like, yeah, man, I like this. Um, but seven to one, not so much. And then you, you get to the, cause I don't want to break down every single team when it comes to the summer league, some highlights as we kind of look around at the rest of these rosters, you know, for example, Los Angeles Lakers, 
Uh, Lakers have some pretty interesting pieces. Some of them more named than anything else, but like what Mac McClung does for this team as you get into the summer league, you'd think that he's going to have some pretty good run here. I know a lot of pe- uh, people are excited to watch Mac McClung. Uh, and then you get the other names, right? Sharif O'Neal, Scottie Pippen Jr. Uh, what those guys look like on a summer league roster, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. Jay Huff uh, is on this roster too after playing for the South Bay Lakers. So, like there are some spots that have the Lakers pretty high up there in terms of NBA summer league odds. Some of that might be due to, um, we'll call it, I guess, liability. I don't know. Uh, but the, there are some higher prices you can find out there than 16 to 1, which is the one offered at the Westgate Superbook if you're so interested in Los Angeles Lakers. I think I know somebody who got him in the range of 25 to 1, and that's out there, and that's, that's much more friendly for somebody who wants to take a shot with a team like the Los Angeles Lakers. And also the Warriors. Keep this in mind when you're looking at the Warriors too. While Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and James Wiseman are on this roster, again, this is more about getting them on the floor for practice than playing them in these games. John, Moses Moody participated in multiple games in the California Classic, uh, but don't we didn't see Wiseman, didn't see Kaminga. This is going to be one of those where I think these guys are just there to get warm, practice with the team, get some continuity. Maybe you see Wiseman in a game because he hasn't played for a while, but don't expect James Wiseman to play multiple, like every single summer league game, or Jonathan Kaminga to play every single summer league game as you move forward. And there's some interesting pieces on this roster too. Quindary Weatherspoon is on this roster. Justin E. Jessup is on the roster for them. J.D. Note is on the roster for them. Joe Ntambwe is there. So there are some really interesting names on the list for the Warriors, but in terms of investing in them, if you're thinking you're getting Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and James Wiseman for a good chunk of this, Probably not. I think you see Moody more than the other two, uh, but I don't think that these three are going to be carrying the Golden State Warriors to a summer league title. And that's when you get into more of the 21-31 long shots and teams that I'm not really too interested in. The one long shot that I took by my own measure uh, is the New York Knicks at 25-1. to And and this is just more about what's on the roster from a proven standpoint, but also the depth too. So the, the known commodities here for the Knicks... Quentin Grimes is going to be on this roster. Um, again, don't know how much time they're going to play, but if you get one, two games out of them, uh, Jericho Sims on this roster as well. So you really like that from that standpoint too. Uh, there are some uh, there's some really proven – I'd call them proven. I, I think when you talk about Quentin Grimes and Jericho Sims, who played some pretty good minutes for him last year, um, those are what you would consider on a summer league basis at least um, that you would call that, I think, uh, proven talent. But when you look at it and you span out a little bit here and you look at the roster, I think for a 25 to one long shot, when you have a piece like Trevor Keels, that could be really interesting. Quentin Rose, uh, Garrison Brooks coming out of Mississippi State. I think there are a lot of pieces that would mesh pretty well together. Um, And I'm really interested to see a couple of these other guys, too including Javon Blair coming out of Georgetown. So I just kind of liked the pieces. And, and again, talking about some perimeter-oriented guys, Trevor Keels has the make of a player that I think can be pretty successful in the NBA Summer League. So just took a long shot on the New York Knicks at 25-1, to 1, especially if I'm getting some more minutes out of a guy like Quentin Grimes or a Jericho Sims, two guys that I really like watching play uh, last year. I think there's some real potential for the New York Knicks to be a little bit better uh, than what the um, than the price is at this point right now. So – with that, again, you know, some of the highlights, I think we want to watch Keegan Murray for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Murray has done a really good job in the California Classic stuff, put up some pretty good performances. Toronto Raptors, I think, have a really intriguing team. Um, again, not so much from, like, a winning the whole Summer League standpoint, but I might bet on the Raptors a couple of times. When you talk about Rodon- uh, Rodionis uh, Krukas is on this team, trying to make his way back into the NBA. Ron Harper Jr. coming out of Rutgers. 
is on the Toronto Raptors. I think I'm really excited to see what he has to bring. Abu Kijab coming out of Boise State, a dude again that I've got to see up close covering the Mountain West on the side. A really good player, really good forward that can space the floor and shoot. So really excited to see what Kijab has to bring to the table. Christian Coloco coming out of Arizona is a really interesting piece. Delano Banton, uh, who has played some really good minutes for them as a backup guard in the NBA. Maybe he gets some run too, but a six foot seven guard who can handle and I think is going to be a, if he plays in the summer league, could be one of the better players on the floor in any given matchup. Uh, the Raptors have a really interesting roster that is definitely worth circling and watching too, uh, because there's a lot, just a lot of athleticism and a lot of interesting pieces um, on this uh, on this roster. So with that, I think I'm all done. I mean, that's really all the places, the pieces that stuck out when I was evaluating some of these rosters. Because as we're talking about some of these teams, now we're getting to some of the long shots and some of these teams that don't really have a ton of talent on them. So uh, with that, remember. Humans and I, we are live from the NBA Summer League uh, for the entirety of it. So we're going to be there starting today all the way through July 17th. Very excited about that. So please, like if you're in town, hopefully you are, you can come down, say what's up. We'll be on the nice set on the concourse of the Thomas and Mac. And make sure you stay tuned because uh, we are planning a lot behind the scenes, uh, booking a lot of guests, recording a lot of interviews. Uh, we'll have that on Harvard Handicappers this coming Sunday. We're also planning on putting some stuff up on YouTube a little bit more. So check us out on YouTube, VEASAN Live. Uh, very excited, very excited. This is going to be a, co- a cool couple of days, 10 days uh, over at the NBA Summer League. Recap really quickly, futures plays for me, Rockets, Pacers, Knicks, that's 11-1, 15-1, and 26-1, respectively, to win the NBA Summer League. Oh, and before we get out of here, I'm wrapping it up and haven't even mentioned, uh, we do have Summer League MVP odds. Chet Holmgren over at DraftKings is the favorite at 11-1. Cam Thomas is 13-1. Paolo Bencaro is 16-1. Jabari Smith Jr. is 18-1. Then you get into the big names. Zaire, uh, Zaire Williams, 22 to 1, or big numbers. 25 to 1 on Josh Primo. Keegan Murray at 25 to 1 is one that I would circle, as is Jaden Ivey. Again, these guys have scoring potential, going to have the ball in their hands. That is going to be, I think, something very much worth looking at. Benedict Matherin at 30 to 1, very much a shot worth taking there. Shaden Sharp, too. I mean, Shaden Sharp is a very relatively unknown, but Uber athleticism is always going to help in a setting like this. So it, go, it goes really deep. We're good for DraftKings, at least to a certain extent ended up putting out a really good deep roster a deep list on this index prop of nba summer league mvps all right that's all it for this edition of hardwood handicappers we'll put these out regularly throughout the summer league as we go out on set um the nba uh while we're out there doesn't exactly want us uh, talking about the games um on a like game to game betting standpoint while we're live from the thompson mac so I'm going to put these out with a little bit more regularity as the summer league goes along so we can have some conversations about some of these games from a podcast standpoint uh, as opposed to, you know, completely ignoring it while we're out there on set. So keep an eye out for all those, and we will talk to you soon. Um, if you're listening to this on Thursday before 1 p.m. Pacific time, I'll see you on the edge.